0: Hey you guys, this is the Couplings Fire podcast. Here's a couple of things you might need to know or maybe you just forgot. I'm Taylor, a volunteer firefighter and also a firewife to my favorite firefighter. Join me as I talk anything and everything fire related. I don't claim to be an expert. I just love to talk fire and everything I say is my own opinion. My goal, to inspire anyone listening to take the steps to bettering their department however they can. Let's get on to the episode. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Couplings Fire podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Anderson, and I am so excited to take you on a little journey tonight. Uh, we are going to go over uh the Academy experience from a firewife's perspective. (laughs) It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great, it's gonna be great (laughs) before we get into that stuff. Uh, I do want to go over a couple things. So first off, uh, I'm looking for new guests to have on the podcast episodes. If you uh, have a topic that you are passionate about, if you have a book or a program or a podcast of your own that you'd like to talk about with me, uh, whatever it really is, let me know. Reach out to me. Uh, you can reach me on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast, And my email is CouplingsFirePodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I'm, I really love the guest episodes. They they are so much fun. And this week normally would be a guest episode, but it was just Christmas and New Year's. It was honestly almost impossible to kind of get anyone on here and available to do it today. Uh, so uh, here I am just doing it alone for this one, but I really want to touch on the subject anyways. But I'm looking for guests for the entire upcoming year. I'm going to need about 25 or 26 guests for the year. So if you're interested in that, Let me know. We will come up with something, and we'll have a great time talking about it. Uh, Next up, I want to talk about uh, the Les Lukert Winter Conference in Kearney, Nebraska. This is the annual conference put on by the Nebraska Society of Fire Service Instructors, and that conference is going to be February 4th through 6th in Kearney, Nebraska. Feel free to check out the NSFSI's uh, social media, their website, You can find them on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Nebraska, any, sorry, at any fire instructors. And their website is NSFSI.com. Go check them out there. Go, go see, go see what the classes are about, what we have coming, I'm really excited about it. We have a good lineup of instructors this year. Uh, So I'm really excited for it. Feel free to come join us. Doesn't matter. You don't have to live in Nebraska. Come from anywhere in the United States. Come from anywhere across the world. It would be an absolute blast to, to talk to somebody in person there who listens to this podcast. So if you have any questions, reach out to me. Reach out to them, uh, however it may be. And I hope to see you there. So another... I feel like I've been on overdrive for this beginning portion. I feel like I just dum spit it out. <laughs> Ooh, calm down. (laughs) It's a new year. Apparently I have a lot of new energy. (laughs) So when it comes to the new year, I, I want to talk about resolutions for a second. (laughs) I'm not a big one for resolutions, right? Like I set goals for myself, but I just, I don't like tying them specifically to a new year. I've never been good at the whole January 1st changing things. Um, I'm always better. I'm usually better in the summer overall to do that. But I I don't know. Something about the new year just seems kind of sketchy to me or icky or whatever. It's kind of like Valentine's Day. It's just one of those, eh, everybody doesn't. It just doesn't seem real to me anymore. So the resolution thing. My, if you want to talk about it, like, officially, like, okay, I have a couple resolutions, but it's more just goals, but it's not specific goals that I put on for myself for the entire year. Uh, My goals are usually a little bit more long, long game, where it's going to be several years getting to a certain point, and then I'll do little goals to get to those goals. Um, So it doesn't really get set up by year, but my year goals are, tend to be around something I'm dealing with mentally, um, or just habit wise. And we'll get into what I mean here right now, I guess, not in a second, here right now. I'll give you the, the two goals that I have for the year. Uh, and very, very personal to me and not what most people would call goals either. So my first goal is not to be so freaking stressed and anxious about everything, (laughs) If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I have uh, anxiety and it's not a very mild case of anxiety. It is a pretty average to insane case of anxiety, (laughs) depending on the given day or given week. Uh, Here lately, it's actually been ramping up quite a bit and that has a lot to do with the episode we're talking about today, (laughs) but... I want to I wanna be calmer. I want to not freak out about every little thing. I want to not have as many panic attacks. <laughs> and a lot of it, I know, I know some of it comes from a mind shift in it. I have to be cognizant of what's happening. And I have to help tell myself that it's okay. Things will work out how they do and worrying isn't going to change it. And most of the time, Taylor, things aren't as bad as what you're trying to make it out to be. (laughs) Uh. And the other one uh, is to actually become more confident in my skills, opinions, and my actions. And, And I've seen it working in doing this podcast. I've seen it working with talking to people in Clubhouse. I've seen it working Every time I go to a new conference or training, I see my confidence rise little by little every time. And I want to see more of that. I really do. It is such a nice thing to be confident in who you are (laughs) and what you believe in. And I just, I want that more often and I want that coming quicker to me. So that's something I'm going to be working on. Um... And I believe just being more confident will help make me a happier person in the long run. I won't be so worried about what people think or anything because I know where I'm coming from and why I'm coming from there. So I'm, I'm excited to work on those two goals this year. And like I said, my other my other big goals, those are, those are year-long things or like several year-long things, you know. I have goals of where I want to be. I have goals of what... I w- where I want my relationship to be. I have goals of fire wise. I have goals of work wise. I have so many goals. Yes, but yeah, I just I've never been one to kind of tie into to the beginning of the year. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just I have a very end game in mind, and after each one's done, I check it off and go to the next next marker. So. Anyways, I guess that's enough on goals and New Year's resolutions, so that's that's my views on that, and those are my goals for the, the year, but, <sighs> wow, yeah, I am on overdrive, <laughs> so let's get into it, shall we? So today we're going to talk about Academy from a Fire Wife's Perspective. Now, those of you who've been listening from the beginning or from even halfway through, uh, you know I used to do this podcast with my husband Chris. That's how we had. That's how it got started, was something we could do together, and just just enjoy doing and learning together, and seeing what comes of it. Basically, putting our what we've learned through the years out there for other people to see things from our perspective. Well, Chris got an incredible opportunity uh, to go and be a career firefighter. And it's something uh, he had been hoping for for a while and uh, it happened it, it, it happened and we were so excited for it. But with that came a lot of changes and a lot of um, a lot of struggles and and part of that was there was not a lot of time to report record a podcast while he was around. Um, so he's no longer on the podcast and because he's been going through academy life. it's been so busy. and we're gonna get into how it all looked here. So that's where, that's where he's been for a while, and honestly, he's probably not going to be on the podcast again for a while. Probation is coming up, and he will be going through a lot of that, <laughs> and there's still going to be a lot of work with that. So I think we're going to keep his focus um, there on the career, on getting that path, on getting past probation, and beca- officially becoming a firefighter with the department. So I'm going to preface this episode with... First of all, this is my own opinion. This is not my husband's opinion at all on anything. I have no idea if he 100% agrees with me or what. But this is all from my views as someone from the outside looking in. Right? On on someone who's been dealing with it every day uh, from this kind of side not going to academy. I, I think this is an interesting perspective that I don't hear talked about a lot. And I really hope it can help somebody else out there who's either going through this now or will be going through it in the future. And I'm going to put in here too that if you have gone through Academy with your spouse or like, you know, your spouse has gone through Academy and you've dealt with it too, let me know if you agree, disagree. Let me know what was different. Um, I'd like to add more things to this. So maybe in a future episode, we can talk more about it and just run through things again. And lastly, this is... Definitely, 100%, not a critique on how this fire department runs their academy. This is not a critique on any of that, right? That's not what this is going to (laughs) be. I really believe this department has a fantastic academy. I love the way they run it. I think they need to run it the way they do to get the firefighters that they get. They do a great job with it. So don't take anything in here as I am criticizing them for any of this. That is not it at all. Um, This was hard. It was very hard. And it's a a big adjustment for new recruits and their families. And that should be expected. You should expect that your spouse going into an academy is going to be life-altering and hard to deal with (laughs) and frustrating and joyous and all all of the above. It's going it's going to have all these emotions with it. And it's just going to be that way. It has to be this way. That's the only way to mold the firefighters into the firefighters they need to be and get you prepared for what's coming up. It sucks. I know. <laughs> I just went through it. <laughs> it sucks. But it needs to happen. Okay? Okay, now we got that out of the way. I wanted to do this as soon as I could towards the end of his academy, just because I wanted to have it fresh in my mind. Uh, so, let's dig in. <laughs> okay. In the beginning... Wow, that just sounds like the opening line to the Bible. Okay. <laughs> in the beginning. It it was good. It, it was fine. Uh, that sounds very confident, right? <laughs> so So, we had that... We had a a meet and greet for the spouses and everything uh, a week or two before the academy started. That was really nice because you got the chance for the families to come in and talk with the instructors too and they kind of explained how things were going to work in general. Um, The recruits had a chance to meet each other. It was a really good start to it. It made me feel comfortable. I really liked that. That was amazing. My husband and I then took... A few days to actually go on a vacation (laughs) after that. Um, And while we were on our little vacation, like like a quick little getaway, right? It was only a few days, but it was a quick little getaway before Academy started. But it was so nice and I'm so happy we did that before it started because we had the time. Not all families have the time to do that. But if you have the time to do it, I highly suggest it. Because once Academy starts, you're not going to see your firefighter very much. And it's going to be, it'd be, it's really nice to have all those memories from a fun trip all bottled up together and have that selfish alone time for a little bit. Now, while we were going on our little vacation, um, we did take his book with us and start reading because he had a lot of tests in the beginning. Um, he, there, there's this whole schedule that they gave us that showed the tests and there were about three chapter tests every week so that's that's a lot of reading. And some of these some of these chapters in these books can be 60 plus pages long. So and a lot of information. So we went ahead and started reading on the way to our vacation spot and all this stuff. And sometimes and a little bit there too when we did that. Um but it was really nice. So yeah, if I can give you the first pointer, first tip I have, take a at least a couple days or something, get away for a little bit. And just be together with your family, with your spouse, however it looks like for you. Do that. You will thank me later. (laughs) Okay, so getting into Actual Academy. It was an extreme, sudden change for us. I mean, I I was used to Chris going to work and coming home 5.30 on the dot and we'd hang out the rest of the night and do whatever we needed to do. He'd work on stuff in the house or we'd hang out. Like there's, there's, you know, like it it was normal for, for nine years, it it was normal. (laughs) And, uh, so this kind of changed that a a lot. Um, and to give you guys, um, a thought here, if you have the chance to go back and listen to episode 30 that I put out, go ahead and do that. Uh, it's called Bramblings of a Fire Wife. That was like after the first week he was in Academy. And those, those were a lot of emotions. I will brace you for that one. Uh, it was it was a hard episode for me to record. It was a hard episode for me to do. Um, apparently, I need to let some stuff out that time. But that'll give you a very raw look into that first week and how, how different it was for me. And how much of a sudden, immediate change it was. So yeah, go back and listen to that. But otherwise, yeah, it was that, it was that sudden change. Something I wasn't expected, expecting. Expecting even though we had gone through the the family thing a couple weeks prior and whatnot, and I knew what he was getting into. I mean, like, I'm in this thing. I'm a firefighter. I know what's happening. I still wasn't prepared for the other side of it. There's, there's not a lot that can prepare you for the quote-unquote firewife side of it until you actually go through it, unless you've already been in some other public service field, right? I mean, if you've... If you've done, you know, if you've been the spouse of a nurse or of an EMT or of a, of a police officer or an army wife or whatever it is, that might be easier for you. you you've already been a, a, accustomed to it a bit, but this is very different than what most people go through. So yeah, I didn't see Chris very much for a, a while. I mean, during the weeknights, it'd be, he, he came home, immediately started studying because like I said, three chapter tests a week. And those are long pages, and he's got to memorize all this stuff, and it's it's not easy. So that was, that was fun. <laughs> so I would definitely help him study a lot, um, and then do a couple hours of studying. Then we would quick eat supper. Sometimes it was flip back and forth. Sometimes I would quick make supper and then study, or however it worked, and go to bed. There wasn't really any time for catch-up talk or to see what we were... What each did that day that much. We did a little bit, but not much. Maybe about five minutes of actual talk. <laughs> and you go to bed. So you can get up and do it the next day. Um, He had to go to bed so early because he... Let's see. He had to wake up at about 4.30. If I remember right. Something around there. <laughs> it changed a little bit towards the end. Um, We ended up moving in the process of it to another, another spot in town. So... So it changed the commute time a bit, but I think if I remember it, we started getting up at like 4.15 or 4.30 right away. And so to be able to get a good night's sleep, you're going to have to go to bed around nine. (laughs) I'm not used to that. (laughs) That's weird. He's not used to that. That's weird. We usually went to bed around 11 or 11.30 and he'd have to be to work at eight. You know, it was, it was easy. It was, I mean, it was, it was what was normal for us then. So we had to definitely change that lifestyle. In the first few weeks, he was also very sore and he was so tired all the time. They were they were doing so many workouts and doing so much studying and so many reps of things. And he ran me through a bunch of it that they did. It's just it's crazy how much they were putting them through in those first few weeks. And it's a good thing. They need to. They need to get their bodies used to that kind of stress every day because that's what they're gonna be doing. But what I would recommend for new people, (laughs) if you're going into an academy, um, start exercising the way that you're going to be exercising. So if you're going to be doing a lot of cardio, do more cardio. If you're gonna do more weights and strength training, do more of that on your own first. Uh, If you're gonna do more like CrossFit style, do that. Just really make sure you're gonna be training the way they would be in academy, because it's going to make it easier. I think that's what that's what was hindering him in the first couple weeks because yes, he had been working out, but he hadn't been working out as hard as they would be and as much as they would be and in, in the same ways. So his body was trying so hard to get used to it for the first couple weeks. So it just it was his body was so sore all the time. And again, so tired. So if you can, if you know you're going to have to have that certain time change like we did, start doing that sooner, start getting used to that um i i think that would have helped if we would have started that sooner he was also super stressed out like X was stressed out and and very very reasonable why like i mean this is a job and you're expected to perform very well and learn these things and be very quick at learning these things and pass these tests with a good score and everything um so it was it was a constant Almost worry of what was coming next and making sure that he proved himself and made sure it was, he, he was making himself worth it for the fire department and all of the above. Um, so it was just a kind of constant stress on him from the get go. And it, it got to the point, and I think he'll be okay with me talking about this, but there were specifically two weeks in there. I want to say somewhere between week six and week nine. So kind of beginning, kind of middle, like just right at that crunching point of like, where is it beginning, where is it middle of the academy? But he was very much wondering if it was worth it. If this is what he really wanted. If he was strong enough to do this. If he was made for this. If if he could do it at all um would he still enjoy this this career and i think academy is supposed to do that to you i think academy is supposed to break you down to the point where you have no choice but to push through it and get back up again and yes you do lose people from it i understand but that's the point they want to put these stressors on you because You will be tested every single shift day for the rest of your career. And they want to make sure you can take it. And make sure that you know this is the right decision for you. Mm -hmm. Because maybe this wasn't the right decision for him. Maybe he would have found out, no, this isn't it. Well, the fire department is going to be so much more happier. Everyone around it, all around is going to be so much more happier for this recruit to find out if it was or wasn't for them early on, rather than when they're a year into their career and spent however much money on it. I mean, they're still spending money on them, you know, with the academy, but it's better for everyone to know sooner rather than later. So they're supposed to do this. That's what academies are supposed to do. And they build you into a better person through it because you do push through it and you do want to finish. But I, I remember those couple of weeks were just so tough. And he... He spent a lot of time talking to me about it, talking to God about it, talking to his parents, talking to a couple friends and mentors in the fire service about it, getting their perspectives, getting words of encouragement, just trying to find reasons to keep going. It was weird. I never thought I would see Chris in a spot like that. Everything's been, not in a bad way, but everything's always been easy for him. He's always been able to do it maybe not easy physically or whatever, but easy pretty mentally, right? Like he's always had that can-do attitude. It's one of the things I love about him. And he's very positive and upbeat and he he, he knows he can do it if he works at it. And this is the first time I really saw him struggle. And it was hard. It was very hard to watch. And it was very hard because I don't know how to... It's funny because he deals with me like that a lot. But I don't know how to necessarily reciprocate it because I've never had to. In nine years of marriage, and however long we were friends before we were married, like five or six years, I've never had to deal with that with him very much. It's always been pretty small. It was just... It was very interesting. I don't know how else to put it. Um, So just be prepared. That's something that can and probably will come up at some point in academy (laughs) and you just have to find those people and find those reasons and keep remembering why you're there and that you will love it when it's over and that you need to push and that this is what those academies are designed to do and it's a good thing that they're designed this way so going a little bit farther into academy kind of getting past that fun stuff um so the middle was a bit more relaxed which I loved because I was sick of never seeing my husband on the weeknights <laughs> and only spending time with him on the weekends. It was so nice when the middle part of Academy came up. All the recruits became more connected with each other. Uh, they had gotten to know each other even better. Um, they went on every other weekly meals on their last day of the week together. Uh, so they'd all go out to supper and hang out, and uh, the spouses and girlfriends and stuff would come too. Like it, was, it was a blast, and we all got to hang out, and it was so much fun. Fun. It, it put a really good mood on everything. A really good—I don't know what word to use there, but you know what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't know. It was so nice. It helped me feel connected to it. That was the first time. Well, honestly, that was probably the only way I ever really felt connected with the academy. And I, granted, I understand academy is not geared towards families. It's geared towards making firefighters and things, and it is a job not a club, and I understand all of that, I do. I do wish families were more incorporated somehow. Uh, I don't know how you do it and still keep it very professional in the beginning and stuff like that. But that's, if I could find one way for something to improve, I think that would be it. But this hanging out with the recruits and their significant others was a blast. I looked forward to it every time. He also had less book work. They had finished up with their firefighter one testing and they have been doing more scenarios at that point. So it was just, it was, it was less studying on his part. Yeah. He still cracked open a book and studied and make sure that he knows everything, of course, but they were doing more scenario based work. So he didn't have to do that so much. And it was just nice because I got him more on the weeknights. It turned into just a little bit of pre-academy normalcy (laughs) for a little bit. And also in that middle section, I, I, I started to notice that he was developing healthier habits. So Chris has never been on like super unhealthy, right? Like he's always been pretty good. But I started seeing him eating better. I started seeing him exercise more and in different ways. And uh, maybe just a little bit geek out in some of that stuff. <laughs> And it was really nice to see. Um, and it's one thing that I I just really appreciate the, the Academy experience for putting that stuff into his brain because that is going to keep him safer in the long run and once he gets on the streets. And I, I'm hoping that that sticks with him for a long time and it becomes a habit that he really just can't break anymore. And going on to the last portion... Of Academy, the last section. Uh, the the EMS section was probably the worst on my side of things, in my opinion. Um, there, there was so much to learn in such a short time. So, so they had all had their EMTs by this point, and they were all just learning the protocols for the area, but there were so many things in there that they had to learn and different ways that this department did it from other departments and whatnot. And then think about it. I mean, so Chris has had his EMT license for a while and yes, he did refreshers on it. And so did other people who had theirs too, but we were in a small town. Other people came from small towns too. They don't run all of these types of calls or do continuing ed on all these different types of things right? So there's a lot that maybe you learned right away when you were an EMT student, you know, let's say like seven years ago or so, right? But you haven't touched it almost any since. I mean, it's going to take a little while for that stuff to come back. And you basically have to almost relearn it at that point. So they're going through a lot of that. And there's it was a lot of studying. They ended up having daily tests on it, which is good, and make sure that they're paying attention and studying. But it also means Chris was extremely stressed out for a while. It reminded me just as much as the beginning, um, how much, how stressed out he was, except for in this case, I think it was just more so just because EMS is, EMS is a beast <laughs> and it can be interesting. And with just different, oh, I was kind of like when people learn hazmat, you know, like it's just, it's a different type of beast and it just seems harder. So again, I went back to not really seeing him on the weeknights, and it got to the point with studying for these these tests daily that there were several nights that he would miss the bedtime that we're supposed to go to bed at. <laughs> if I'd be doing something else and he was studying, i um, I get kind of zoned into what I was doing and not pay attention to the time, and he'd come in a half hour late when we're already supposed to be going to bed. Um, and luckily he was never late for anything, but it did did cause some problems that way. So that was something interesting we had to learn how to deal with for a while. And then another, another part of the end of the academy with doing the EMS portion, you're doing, yeah, you're still doing scenarios and things, you know, along with doing these protocols, going over the protocols, but it's not like they're as active as scenarios (laughs) as what firefighting scenarios are. So he wasn't nearly as active overall. I mean, of course, they were still putting in really good workouts every single day. I mean, they were working them. Don't get me wrong. But overall, throughout the entire day, they weren't as active. They were just sitting in a classroom most of the time. You know, so he I I noticed him at home having just a lot more energy in general. But not just that, there was a lot of nervous energy there because it needed He needed to stay active to let that stuff out, right? That's just his personality anyways. (laughs) So when he's had however many weeks of being able to let it out, you know, and just have stuff to channel it into, those last few weeks he didn't have that. It was tough. It was tough on both of us. (laughs) We were getting on each other's nerves so much. It was so funny. (laughs) So that's kind of an overall look into into kind of how the Academy went with what I saw with him um, and kind of overall the experience that I went through on my side with it and what I saw when he came home. So now I want to look into how did we actually survive it? (laughs) That sounds sounds intense, but you know what? That's kind of how I feel about it. (laughs) I don't know if we thrived or I know we didn't thrive during it. Actually, we did not thrive during it, but we also didn't crumple and burn. So how did we survive? Well, the first thing one of the well, one of the first things we implemented was a movie night. And like who would say that they're finally old enough to have like a weekly movie night. We totally did. It was when he got home the last day of Academy for the week, he he would get home We'd usually order something in and we'd jump on the couch immediately as soon as we could and chill and watch a movie. We, we went through, we had already started watching all the Marvel movies, so we were kind of finishing up those. Um, at another point, we went through Lord of the Rings too and stuff. Uh, but that's that's what we would do every night, every well not every night, every week, <laughs> um, on that last day, so he's got home. I don't care what he had to study or anything. Like, we were going to put that off until the next day, right? We had time through the weekend to study. That night was for us. So, curl up on the couch, watch a movie, go to sleep nice and early, get good night's rest so we could do a good day tomorrow of all, all the things for the weekend. <laughs> Another thing we did is I studied with him a lot. Um, this was more so in the beginning, during the fire portion, I would, uh, there was oftentimes, you guys kind of heard me talk about it before in other podcasts, but I would help him read through some of it, because it's just nice to have someone else read it to you sometimes and quiz you on things. Um, Other times he would read it out loud to me and whatnot, and then he had the, uh, the multiple choice test quiz, Practice book, whatever it's called, <laughs> to go over. So we would go over those questions quite a bit too. So honestly, I just I studied with him. That's how we were able to spend time together, and it helped because I knew some of the stuff too. I well, I knew a lot of it too. Um, and other stuff I didn't know from it, I learned right alongside him. So it was it was really nice because I was growing my knowledge while growing his. And it was just another way for us to bond and be together. Uh, we talked about what was bothering us a lot. It was free-flowing, open stream of communication, back and forth. Um, if I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I broke down and told him how stressed out I was and having to deal with Academy from my side and just how difficult I never expected it to be. And there were times that he'd talk to me about what he did and how Academy was that day and if it was a good day or a bad day and we'd work through ways to make it better um, or to focus on the right thing (laughs) in Academy. Um, But it was just that open stream of communication really helped. Really helped. (laughs) Because if we would have kept those those, uh, feelings bottled up inside, all those thoughts bottled up inside of us, I think we would have gone crazy. Actually, I know we would have gone crazy. Uh, we, we actually went to bed and woke up at the same time together when we went through that. I kind of mentioned that a little bit at the beginning. And you don't have to. I understand. And a lot of couples don't have to do that. But it's something I had been used to with doing with him. And I think that's more for my sake than his. I think he would have been fine doing it whatever way but I really needed that I sleep so much better when I go to bed at the same time as him and the only way to to go to bed at the same time as him and to sleep right away is to get up at the same time as him um so I got into the routine of doing that and it was not pretty for a while (laughs) it was really early but eventually I got used to it Uh, another thing we did, uh, so I would, especially, this came up a lot with the EMS stuff, since I, I'm not an EMT, I don't have that knowledge, and I, I could have learned some of it, but honestly, I'm just not ready for that yet, um, I learned a little bit here and there, but nothing crazy, so I would watch movies on my laptop with my headphones in while he was studying, or I'd read, you know, beside him, something else, you know, Just doing something near him while he studies. It's not always that you have to do something crazy together. You just have to be nearby. They just want to feel your presence and spend time with you, even if they can't really talk to you. I know that sounds crazy. And I know you're like, well, I could be doing a thousand other things. The house needs cleaned. I can do other work I'm working on. I can go hang out with friends or whatever. But it helps so much and it keeps your relationship more grounded the more time you spend together. So like I said, if, if you can work on crafts or, or something near him, like whatever it is, as long as it doesn't completely like, distract him from studying, like you don't want to do that, but just do something quietly near him so he can see you and feel you there. It's such a, a soothing thing. And it was for me too. I mean, come on, of course it was for me. <laughs> Uh, I already talked about going out and eating with the other recruits and their significant others. That was a really good thing. Um, definitely kept me feeling like I was like I said, it's not my thing. I'm not a part of it. I know that. I know that. but you know what? it still feels freaking good to 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 feel like you're welcome there too. that it's not just their thing that this really is a family thing. <laughs> <laughs> it does require all of us to make it work um, and to feel welcome in it. You know, you're you're more willing to give up your significant other and their time and your time with them if you enjoy the people they're with and respect the people they're with and whatnot. So things like that that don't take out time from Academy and things, I, I highly regard those things. And then another one, this one's probably not so great for our health, but you know what? We ate out more in general than we ever did before. And I think that was a good thing for us. I think it got us out of our normal shell of the normal meals we make. I think it gave us something else to look forward to for a while. We got to try a lot of different restaurants, especially coming from a small town to a bigger town. Um, We had a lot more options available to us. So it it was fun and going to eat different places. Something very little, but it helped lift our spirits a lot. Uh, we do it about two times a week. We'd got out to eatish, somewhere around there. So those are the things we did to survive it. <laughs> like I said, we didn't thrive, but we didn't burn, so we we just survived. <laughs> so what are the things I wish we would have done instead, or added to, it or whatever? First off, this one's a little selfish. I get it. I wish we would have talked more fire together. It used to be with both of us being on a volunteer department, we were able to talk fire stuff whenever. I able was able to go over scenarios or questions or just thoughts I had whenever. And it was so much fun doing the podcast with him. And I just missed that so much. Well, when you're every day from, like, what was I think, 6.30 in the morning until like five or so in the evening. Like that whole time is filled with fire. Do you really want to come home and talk more fire? Probably not, you know? Um especially when you have to study and stuff, all this stuff. Like it, it's just it's not that much fun anymore. So I am I'm waiting for the day that we can start talking fire stuff again a lot more often between the two of us because I really miss it. We had really good conversations. And I learned a lot. He learned a lot. We got on other perspectives. It was just so much fun. So that's a little selfish, but I wish we would have done more of that during Academy because it's something that I missed and something that we had very much in common that was missing for a little while. Another thing I wish we'd done was taking a trip or two on a slow weekend. So on a weekend where he didn't have to study very much, I wish we would have gone on a two-day little vacation to a nearby city or something, right? Um just a tiny little getaway. Nothing crazy, nothing super expensive. Heck, just go out of town and mini golf. I don't know. Motorcycle rides, stuff like that. Like whatever it is, I wish we would have done that a couple you know, a few times just because I think it would have helped break things up, put a big stress release on everything. And kind of almost reset that. Another thing is I, and I, th- I thought about this and every time I thought about it, I'm like, oh, we'll get to it. And we never did. <laughs> I, I wanted to record each of our experiences in podcast form while it was happening. I wanted to get, uh, and I was actually going to call these the Academy files <laughs> and it was just going to be a week by week segment or an every other week segment of, what he was going through, what I was going through and putting this together in podcast form. Now, these may never had seen the light of day. I, I don't know what would have happened to these if these would have just been for us or if these would have been put out eventually. I don't know, but I really wanted to do that. Um, Perspectives change so much through Academy and I know his thoughts change so much through Academy week by week. And what he expected it to be versus what it turned into, what it actually was, and what he thinks of it now. They're all different different perspectives in his brain. I can't think of another word other than perspectives. I feel like I'm saying it all over the place right now. But I think that would have been nice. I think it would have been nice to look back on. I think it would have been good for future people like you or whoever, you know, I don't know, but somebody who's going into Academy either soon or later in their life or whatever, to listen to these Academy Files and get a feel of what somebody goes through, I think would have been a fantastic resource to have. And I think the last thing I would have liked to do differently was hang out with more friends on the weekends. Um, We did end up doing more of just us, and I was very much hoarding him. (laughs) Um, Granted, we were busy studying a lot uh, for... His academy stuff and um, kind of tied down to doing a lot of that and just getting other things done that we needed to and spending time together. But I do wish we would have done more things with friends over the weekends, even if it wasn't like a ton of different things. So I kind of want to move on to what the next portion of life's going to look like starting soon. This is interesting this is interesting. So, uh, I'm nervous about it. I'm very nervous about it. It's in my nature. And guess what? I'm going back to referencing the beginning of this podcast and going back to my goals and trying to remember that, Hey, relax, Taylor. Don't be anxious about everything. Worrying doesn't make it any better. And it's probably not going to be as bad as what you think. (laughs) Okay. So no, they have that in mind. What? What's, what the future is going to look like for us, at least for the foreseeable future. So first of all, what I'm looking forward to. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing him all day randomly throughout the week. I've never had that before. He's always had a Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30 job, very standard. And it's going to be so weird, but so much fun to have him randomly throughout the week right? Like, that's gonna be awesome. I mean, can we say yes to more golf and fun things? Heck, yes. You know, like, go golfing on a Wednesday? Okay, you know, um, cheap and less crowded movies, you know, different adventures that'll be easier to get into, like, stuff like that. Like, oh, man, that'd be so awesome to do that during the weekdays. It's gonna be so nice. You know, the way his schedule works, every so often, he will get a full week off. And that is going to be amazing because that means he doesn't necessarily have to use his vacation days for vacations or other things. You know, we can do fun things in those weeks. It's going to be so nice. <laughs> They're already built in. Overall, I think the 24-hour shifts um, are going to be less stressful on him. So I think I think he's really going to enjoy shift work um, as compared to Academy and the 9-to-5 job style. I I know this sounds stupid, but I'm excited to kind of text and talk to him randomly throughout the day. Um, I never got a chance to do this during Academy. He really wasn't allowed to have his phone on him for good reason. Um, so I really didn't get to talk to him or anything. So like I'd have to wait till the end of the day. Well, now, since I won't see him for a full 24 hours, uh, he'll have downtime. I mean, you know, we'll, I'll be able to send something and he'll be able to text back. And maybe not right away, but when he gets a chance. And... You know, if he has a chance to talk, he's gonna give me a call, and we'll talk chat through a few things for the day, and, um, I don't ever think we'll do, like, long calls. I can't imagine that, unless he's, like, really bored at the end of the day, and, like, really has something to do, like, at night before he goes to sleep. Like, otherwise, I just, I don't think it's, I don't necessarily think it's right, you know, to do that while he's on shift, because he is working, and he is, meant. like I said, it, it all depends. Um... And I do think he needs to bond with his crewmates and stuff, too. So I don't think it'll be long conversations on the phone, but I could see a few small conversations. You know, a few five minutes or less type conversations happening. And I think that'll be really nice. And overall, just just seeing him happy. I mean, he's 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 a happy guy. <laughs> he is. But just seeing him coming home from Academy, just so... So happy with what he's doing now. And I just, I can't wait to see him after his first shift come off of it and just come home and just be so happy, so excited, doing something so awesome. And I think he's going to stay like that for a while. I, I think he'll stay like that for his entire career, honestly. He was made for this. And I'm very excited for that. So... I know I'm kind of ending this on a low note, <laughs> but there are some things I'm not looking forward to either with shift life. So let's get into it. <laughs> uh, first off, the, the, the biggest thing that is going to drive me crazy, I know it, I'm already stressing out about it because it's me, are the nights alone. I, I'm not used to this. Usually he doesn't go places without me. It's usually the other way around. Usually I'm going places without him. And it shouldn't feel different, but it does. Um, so I'm just, I'm worried that I'm not going to get a good sleep, at least for the first night, if not for a little while when he's gone. There's something different. Like I said before, the whole going to sleep at the same time, there's something different about sleeping in the same bed as your spouse. I just, I don't know what it is, but I love it. It's just an extra comfort there for me. So uh, this will be interesting and... Also have to get used to it. it'll be fine, it's just I, I don't know I'm gonna miss it. So at least I have like I said every other every other night for a while, so. Um, another one is uh on shift days cooking for one. <laughs> I thought cooking for two was hard. <laughs> I this is gonna be interesting, trying to learn how to cook for one person. Okay. Okay. What do I do? I mean, uh at least I can have food that uh I don't get to have a lot. <laughs> I mean, like I love stuffed peppers. He 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 thinks they're nice, but he doesn't really enjoy them as much as I do. And there's some other things in there too. Like he doesn't like asparagus, so guess what? I'm cooking all the asparagus while he's gone. Uh, <laughs> there's there's a bunch of just like random foods too. It's just I'm just gonna have to learn how to do it and learn how to cook enough of it, but not. Too much, and just have leftovers, and I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. It'll be fun to figure this out. I think a big thing is going to find trying to find the motivation to cook just for myself. Ah, uh, yeah. So that'll be fun. <laughs> Another thing I'm not quite sure about is how the heck am I gonna set up a schedule around this? How am I gonna set up a routine around around his shifts? So he works every other day for a while, and then like a whole week off it's it's a it's an it's a weird schedule apparently everyone loves it I'm I'm interested to see how it works <laughs> but how in the heck do I ever stay on a routine with that like how, do, how does that work I, I can't even begin to fathom it you know it's not like I can do things on like a Monday Wednesday Friday because it's not gonna be like that every week I don't know. That's gonna be something I'm just gonna really have to feel for and try to figure out how to make one. And once I kinda of get something, I will definitely check back in with you guys to let you know how it's going and like what I found works or really doesn't work. <laughs> That'll be interesting. But for right now, I have no idea where, how to start that. I, I don't know what to do. Uh, another thing's gonna be I'm, I'm gonna have to do things alone. I know it sounds stupid. But I'm going to have to go to church alone. I'm going to have to go to family functions alone. I'm going to have to go see our friends alone. Like, what? <laughs> it's awkward, weird. I don't know. I'm always have. I used to having him with me for a lot of this stuff. Well, at least that stuff. You know, there's there's stuff I do on my own. Of course there is. There, there is. there always has been and there always will be. But there's some stuff we have always done as a couple that's just going to be weird. <laughs> like some of those things. So not necessarily looking forward to that. Um, Another one that's going to be interesting to navigate is working on days that he's off work. I was really bad at this when we were back in our old town because there there were days that either he was sick or he had a holiday or however it worked or I just needed to do extra work on the weekend to catch up with stuff and make sure that I was getting my projects done. So I would have to work while he was home and it was so difficult for me to do that. So I don't know how I'm going to do it now. Or do I set up that I work extra long days on the days he's on shift? I, I don't know how to do it yet. And um, it's interesting because if someone out there has a part-time job or a 9-to-5 a job or whatever while their, their spouse is on shift, I mean, that would be hard to me. I don't know. It would be difficult. It would be something to work through. And I think the last thing, and this one, this one I've done before and I don't love it, but it's going to be different now. Going to conferences alone, fire conferences alone, and something small, and I know I'm going to have a good time once I get to these conferences, and I always do, but I'm, I'm trying to go to conferences a little farther away this year. I'm trying to get in some different experiences this year. I really want to, to grow myself in the fire service that way. And to know that I will be driving a six to eight hour drive alone to go to a fire conference and hang out all weekend and stuff without him really sucks. It really sucks because that is something I want to do with him. I want to share that experience together. I, we are both so into this. We are both so ingrained in it. We love it and it i hate doing these new experiences especially bigger conferences and things without him just because it's something we kind of always dream we do together right like i don't know it's coming to the realization that that can't always happen now, once he gets set off probation and whatnot and actually a full-fledged firefighter and has a, a set crew and shift he works for, you know, we can plan years in advance if we want to, if he never wants to sh- switch shifts or stations, right? Like, we have that flexibility to make things work and to do trade time and to do vacation days and whatnot. That's fine. But with probation and stuff, if, if a conference doesn't la- land on the right week or whatever they really I don't know if they're not allowed to I don't know anything really about that but I know they don't really want them to at least if nothing else do any of the trade time or stuff like that you know and he shouldn't be he's on probation he needs to do that he needs to do probation things right he needs to do those things and he he should prioritize that that needs to be prioritized it just sucks <laughs> so there will be a few experiences I'll be doing without him this year, and uh, I will miss him, and I will call him, and things like that, but something I'm just going to have to get used to. So overall, uh this was just a, I know it's, I'm going to say brief, because it, it seems brief to me, even though we've been going for a long time now, <laughs> but it still seems brief to me, but a brief overview of... What Academy is like from a firewife's perspective. Again, this is nothing reflected on Chris. I don't know his official opinions on this or what he's feeling or if he agrees with me or not on any of this. And this is not a critique on anything this fire department is doing. I will say it once again that their Academy is really, really good. And I believe it needs to be the way they have it to make the best firefighters they can. They've done a great job they take input every single year from their recruits to improve it. And that is awesome. <laughs> so, overall, it was an experience. It was, I, I think it was a good experience. It, it was interesting. It's definitely preparing us for what's coming next. Uh, speaking of coming next, I, I know it seems awkward to kind of put in my personal life. In here. Maybe it's not. I don't know. You're listening to my podcast. Hello. (laughs) Uh, My personal life kind of comes along with it. But I want this podcast to not just be a place where I just talk about, you know, the basic fire things. I want this to be a place where we learn and grow together and you see things happening in real time. And you're able to see, I don't know, just real experiences. Real things. We... I want to see more real things happening out there, more real things getting talked about. And this is one of those very real things that happens that never really gets talked about that much. You know, I'm sure there's going to be episodes in the future of how we're dealing with shift life. I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> you know, uh, there's going to be episodes uh, in, in the future when we have kids. There's going to be episodes talking about that. You know, there's there's going to be so much in here. And I'm I'm excited to see where this podcast is going. I'm excited to do more with the Family Firefighter Survival segments that are coming up in future episodes. I'm excited to keep exploring the weird topics I have that I come up with every week. And I don't know how I do it. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The topics I come up with are weird sometimes. And other times they're pretty straightforward. And this has been such a fun I don't know. I don't know. At this point, I'm rambling. I know I'm rambling. And you're like, Taylor, hey, I got some other stuff I got to do. Or I really have a couple other podcasts out there that I want to listen to. (laughs) There's tons of amazing podcasts out there. I hope you're listening to um, some other ones as well because they very, very much deserve it. We have some podcast uh, suggestions back in, I don't know, first few episodes of this whole podcast thing. So go check out some of those if you want some podcast suggestions. I'm pretty sure I updated it in in the episode of Night of Randomness, number 15. We went over, I think, an updated list of fire podcasts in there at that time. And that was first half of this year. And there's more that I've found out since then and have started listening to since then. So um, I'll probably do another episode at some point or part of an episode where I just kind of mention all the ones that I know about that I like listening to. So that way you guys have some other other places to go get information because there's a lot of people out there doing this and it's not a bad thing. I love the fact that there are so many people out there talking about fire, talking about these things because I love it. It's it's so much fun. And we all talk about things differently. Even if we talk about the same subjects, we're all hitting people differently. And what I hear talked about by one person, even if another person says the exact same thing, they're going to say different things about it or it's going to hit me differently. And I love that. I love that. I don't care that they're talking about the same subject and I've heard it 30 times before. Who cares? Does it still do something for you? If yes, then it's worth it. (laughs) So anyways, yeah, no, totally rambling, totally rambling. So you guys, I will see you all on the next episode. Uh, Let's see what's coming up next week. Next week at, at the moment, <laughs> at the moment I have spreading out the responsibilities and you can start imagining what I have in store for that episode. <laughs> so again, if you, if you want to be a guest, if you know somebody who you think would be a great guest, uh, let me know who they are or who you are and we'll get something set up to get you on here. So I hope you have a great day, night, whatever time you're listening to this. And we will catch you on the next episode. See ya. Thanks for coming by and listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to leave a rating and review wherever you're listening. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Couplings Fire Podcast. See you next time, everybody.